0: Welcome to the More Attention, Less Deficit podcast. This is episode 77, A Happy Relationship in Five Jokes or Less. I'm doing something a little different here. I'll be talking about improving your relationship, but using some jokes to illustrate some important points, so hopefully that makes it more fun and helps the lessons stick a bit better too. The book, More Attention, Less Deficit, Success Strategies for Adults with ADHD, is available at addwarehouse.com and pretty much everywhere else, including on the Kindle. But if you enter coupon code 19380, my zip code, at addwarehouse.com, you'll save 25%. I'm psychologist Dr. Ari Tuckman, author of More Attention, Less Deficit, and Integrative Treatment for Adult ADHD, a practical, easy-to-use guide for clinicians. For more information about either book, archives of this podcast, links to past presentations, handouts, and information about upcoming teleclasses and presentations, check out adultadhdbook.com. I'm going to do something a little different this, this time. As I mentioned in previous podcasts, I'll be doing a presentation for Baltimore Chad on Friday, September 24th, titled Make Love, Not War a lighthearted look at making ADHD relationships work. I started playing around with the slides and changed the title to A Happy Relationship in 12 Jokes or Less. Now, I had a lot of fun with it because it gave me a chance to use some of my favorite jokes, or, you know, at least the clean ones. I've always felt that you can tell a lot of truth and really get a message across with a good joke, or at least some good humor about it. So this podcast is a taste of what I'll be presenting in Baltimore. If you can make it in person, I know you'll have a good time and learn a lot. You know, and not that I don't look forward to every presentation I do, but I'm really looking forward to this one because I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So you can get more information about it by clicking through the new presentations page at adultadhdbook.com. So here we go. So how many psychologists does it take to change a light bulb? None. The light bulb has to want to change. Okay, so that's not the best joke ever, but um, the message there is that it's a lot easier to change if you're willing to do it. Nobody can really force us to do something if we don't want to do it. Um, it. tends to not work out that well. But you know, by the same token, in relationships, a lot of situations come up that. Let's just say encourage us to work on our issues. At least if it's a good relationship, it does. So, um, hopefully, through this joke, through the rest of the jokes, you know, have a little bit of fun, a little bit less defensive, um, hear a few things, learn a few things. So, let me start with another. Let me tell another joke here. Young guy walks into a bar, buys everybody around a round of drinks. He's in a great mood. He's really happy. Um, sits down next to this older guy who, you know, thanks him for the drink and asks him, so what's going on? Why are you buying everybody a drink? And the guy says, well, you know, asked my girlfriend to, to, you know, to get engaged. She said, yes, we're getting married. It's going to be great. Older guy says, huh? Well, that's interesting. You know, why are you getting married? And the guy says, well, you know, I'm getting married because I want to have sex every night. Older guy says, huh? That's why I got divorced. Now, what I like about that joke is that it shows how we get into relationships for one reason. And lo and behold, the relationship turns out to be different than we want. And yes, definitely relationships are more than sex, but you know, sex always makes jokes funny or something. So, um, so that's kind of the learning experience of relationships is finding a way to make something work, even if it's not what we were expecting. And, Like I said sort of a minute ago, good relationships force us to work on our issues. Now, it's definitely not always fun, but it is good for us. And the reason why relationships force us to work on our stuff and become a better partner and through that process a more mature and better developed person is that we have a lot more invested in the relationship, in our close intimate relationships than we do in casual relationships. And our romantic partner has more invested as well. That's where the tug of war comes from. But that's also where the growth comes from. As a result, relationships, close relationships, bring out the best in us, as in generous, kind, um, helpful, empathic, all of that good stuff. But they can also bring out the worst in us, you know, resentful, petty, jealous, maybe a little vindictive, Um, you know, not the stuff to be proud of. But certainly the stuff that, that applies to everybody, like we all we all have those moments. And of course, as a relationship moves along, it starts out very happy and easy. But of course, then what happens is we resolve all the easy stuff. And what we're left with is the harder stuff. I mean, by definition, we're left with this stuff that is a lot harder to resolve. So that's where you get into the real work of relationships, which brings us to our next joke. A woman goes on a business trip, and she and her husband, they have this cat, she loves the cat, she's had it, you know, for almost 20 years, it's a big part of her life. So, obviously, it's very important to her that this cat be well-treated when she's away. So, she's been gone for a few days, she calls her husband to check in, says, so, you know, how's Fluffy doing? And her husband says, um, well, Fluffy's dead. And she's just shocked by this and she can't believe that her you know beloved cat died and she's upset and then you know she tells her husband I can't believe you just told me like that you need to ease me into it you know this is a big deal so you need to you know when I ask how fluffy's doing the first day you need to say well, Fluffy's on the roof, and we don't know how she got up there, but we can't get her down. And then the next day, you know, she's still on the roof, and we can't get her down, and she's looking kind of weak. And then, you know, kind of work me into it. So the husband says, oh, okay, I gotcha. So then the wife, the woman says, so, well, anyway, how's my mom doing? And the husband sort of pauses for a moment and says, um, your mom's on the roof. And What I like about that joke is that this is why I, well, I won't say hate. Okay, I will say hate. This is why I hate, you know, communication training for relationships. And I don't hate it in the sense that I think it's awful. I just hate it in the sense that fixing a relationship, making a relationship a really good one, it takes more than just communication. That it's not about just communicating better and doing these sort of, you know, various little exercises that really to make a good relationship takes a lot more work than that. So that's why I sort of often don't like communication exercises because I feel like it's it's just skimming the surface and it's not really getting to what really matters. If one of the people in the relationship has ADHD, one of the things that, that often sort of causes trouble in the relationship is that people with ADHD have trouble actualizing their good intentions they mean well, but they don't always show it. So for the person with ADHD, one of the solutions then is make your intentions clear, especially when your actions don't line up with your intentions or the outcome doesn't line up with your intentions. Make a point of conveying what your intentions were. If you're the person without ADHD, look for the intentions to see you know, or look beyond the action to see what the intention was. So don't get too caught up in the specifics of it. Try to look beyond it. Now, ADHD is definitely not a get-out-of-jail-free card that you can't say, well, I have ADHD, so therefore I shouldn't be responsible for remembering anything. By the same token, ADHD also shouldn't be the easy target in the relationship where every, every problem in the relationship is blamed on ADHD. You know, it's raining today because you have ADHD or something. Um that any relationship, happiness takes hard work on both people's part. Now, I talk about kind of getting a better deal and giving a better deal. So when it comes to getting a better deal, I think it's important to remember that we are all responsible for our own happiness. Now, obviously, you know, we look to our partners in certain ways. Um, Appropriately, we look to our partners to help us be happier and lead a more fulfilled life. That's okay, and that's how it should be. But I think there also comes a point where we need to kind of take care of our own happiness. And if we're interested in being more happy, first, you know, we need to figure out what what we need. And that's sort of easy to say, but it's not as easy to do. And sometimes what we need or what we want is not really what we're saying we need or want. Um, You know, that life involves difficult choices. You know, I'd like to be more successful at work, but I also want to have more time for family. Or I want to pursue this, but I also want to pursue that. That, you know, life involves mutually exclusive choices. So it's not always easy to figure it out, but first we got to know it if we expect anybody else to have any shot at helping us with it. So first figure out what you need, then tell people what you need. Don't expect people to read your mind. Sometimes don't expect them to remember it day after day after day. It may take some reminding. And it's better to remind than to be disappointed. This brings us to our next joke. An old man looks to the heavens and says, you know, praise to God as he does every night. You know, dear Lord, I've been a faithful servant. I've lived a good life. I seek only to help my fellow man. If I could win the lottery, it would really make my life easier. I would take the money. I would only use it to do good works. I will not use it for unnecessary things. So if you could help me win the lottery, I would be forever indebted to you. Day after day, he prays to the heavens. Finally, one day, the clouds part. A beam of light shines down upon him. A booming voice says, I have heard your prayers and I will answer them. But do me a favor buy a ticket. Now, what's funny about that joke is this guy, I mean, he has good intentions and he means well and and all of that, but he's not doing his part to make it happen. Now, in terms of relationships, it's easy to get stuck in a similar situation where we look to our partner to do more but we don't look at what we ourselves can do to make it into a better situation. So let's talk about giving a better deal. In other words, doing your part to make the relationship better so that perhaps your partner is more likely to also make the relationship better. If you're the person with ADHD, giving a better deal means, first of all, remembering that you're more than your ADHD. It's a part of who you are, but it's not all of who you are. And hopefully it doesn't dominate every interaction you have with your partner. Having said that, I think there's a lot to be said for getting appropriate treatment to improve your batting average. So learning as much as you can about ADHD, considering your various treatment options, so maybe that means medication, maybe coaching, maybe therapy, doing what you need to do so that you're more consistent, more effective. For the person without ADHD, part of giving a better deal means remembering that you were not a passive victim. You're not merely the victim of your partner's ADHD or anything else about him. Um, And I think what can help with this is for the person without ADHD to admit what they're getting from this also. And by the way, we all tend to get a little something out of even the stuff that bugs us. So, for example, the person who doesn't, this is kind of the cliche here, but the non-ADHD partner, what they get out of being the responsible one, quote, in the relationship who handles all the details is, They do it their way, they do it when they want it, and they don't have to worry about how it's done. So, you know, they feel less anxious, they're happier in that regard, and yet by the same token, they also resent the fact that it always falls to them. So it can kind of cut both ways. Now, this concept of the magic threshold, and the idea is that perfection is nice. I mean, if you can pull it off, which probably you can't, but it's nice, you know, but it's not necessary in that sometimes even partial progress can create a significant subjective improvement. So, for example, the person with ADHD is often, you know, is late less often, and when they are late, they're not as late. So instead of half an hour late, they're 15 minutes late, for example. Once again, not perfect, but that difference may be enough that the other person is like, ah, eh, good enough. For the non-ADHD partner, it may mean that, you know, they get less angry. So they're not, you know, the intensity of their anger is less. Less often are they angry, and the recovery is a bit faster. Um, So, you know, subjectively, the relationship feels more satisfying. When it comes to the magic threshold, when it comes to the sort of progress and improvement, give credit where credit is due. So notice what your partner is doing well. Notice what you're doing well. Now, in terms of giving a better deal in general, relationships are all about negotiation. The trick is to disagree respectfully and productively because you will disagree. There's always going to be something where you don't have the same opinion or the same desire. The trick is to do it respectfully and productively, which kind of brings us to the idea of integrity, which means behaving well for your own sake, not just for your partners. And this gets us sort of away hopefully if we can do it well from the kind of reactivity where it becomes this tit for tat kind of thing so you know the question ask yourself is what kind of person do you want to be and to look at the bigger picture and not just the specific little situation that's happening in that moment when we look at the bigger picture it's often easier to um i don't know sort of focus on doing the right thing now Which brings us then to our last joke. A family goes to the beach and, you know, they have their little toddler and, you know, the dad and the toddler are playing by the edge of the water and the waves are coming in and the waves are going out. But they're all pretty small and it's kind of, you know, no big deal, sort of an idyllic little scene. All of a sudden, a large wave comes, crashes over the toddler and sweeps her out to sea, disappears. The father, needless to say, is sort of shocked by this, gets on his knees, looks to the heavens and says, God, this was the most innocent child ever. She's never done anything. She has yet to live her life. Please bring her back to us. So another big wave comes in, gently drops the toddler, you know, on her feet in front of the father and recedes back out to sea. She's unharmed. The father looks at the heavens and says, oh, thank you, Lord, for being so generous and returning our daughter to us. But, you know, she did have a hat on. So in other words, rather than seeing the good thing that happened here, he gets caught up in the fact that his daughter is missing a hat. And I think that, you know, it's easy, especially if we're feeling frustrated with our partner, to see all the negatives and to lose sight of the big stuff and, and the things that they are doing well. Which then brings us to the idea of accepting the unchangeable. Some things won't get better. I hate to say it. Some of the things that bug you about your partner now probably still going to bug you 50 years from now. But research finds that the couples who are who stay together and, you know, like are actually happy about staying together are happy because they've learned to let some things go. That they realize that this is not a big deal. I don't need to make a thing of this. I need to just sort of accept it and let it go. And not feel so unhappy about it. As I said before, you know, you resolve the easy stuff in the beginning. What you're left with is the harder stuff. Kind of by definition, that's that's what winds up being left. So then it becomes a judgment call whether it's worth continuing to push for this or whether it's better to just like let some things go and just sort of accept that this is the way your partner is, at least for now. In that if you can let some of that stuff go, then you're in a better position to enjoy the stuff about them that you really do like. So three final thoughts here. Stay committed. In other words, give your best to get the best. Hang in there in the relationship. Stay interested. Happier relationships are a process. So keep learning. Learn about yourself. Learn about your partner. Learn about how you guys interact and what you got to do to make it into a better situation. And finally, stay flexible. Look for those better solutions. Look for the understanding and the mutual respect, especially about the stuff that you disagree on. The solutions that work for somebody else, you know what, if they work for you also, adopt them. Great but what works for another couple may not work for you especially if no one in that other relationship has ADHD and someone in your relationship does so don't start quoting what other couples say they do supposedly they do or using examples because counterexamples are easy and besides neither of you is living in that house you're living in your house so you know stay flexible on how to make your relationship a good one rather than on living somebody else's relationship so There's kind of a quick taste, you know, 20 minutes worth, I guess longer than most of my podcasts, but you know, quick taste of what I'm going to be doing in Baltimore, hopefully in a crowded room that's, you know, going to be a good time and it's a lot more fun and some good energy in the room. So I hope to see you there. Once again, if you go to the new presentations page at adultadhdbook.com, you can click through to the Baltimore Chad site and get some more information, order tickets, etc. Until next time, thanks for lending me your attention.